Hey guys, welcome to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. My name is RJ Metzger. And my name is Rachel Metzger. And we are the Skeptical Skeptics. Hopefully we have at least a couple followers at this point, so then you are also the Skeptical Skeptics. I wouldn't I wouldn't get your hopes I up. I said hopefully, and maybe it's my own family, but that's cool. Anyway, um, so since we're still new, we'll just do a brief synopsis. We um, are the Skeptical Skeptics, so what that's about is we aren't fully tinfoil hat type people. Uh, don't always buy into the full conspiracy, but at the same time, uh, we think more times than not, the accepted theory or reports leave out some pretty cool stuff. They're so bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so we will share some stories. Some of them are like classic haunts, classic alien stuff. We've been starting with some classic stuff just to kind of get into the groove of it. Um, but really, at the end of the day, what we're looking for is just anything that's intriguing or interesting um, or, you know, just is thought provoking in general. Yeah, and if you guys ever want to send us in anything that you, any story you found interesting, like he said, we're starting with some more um, known stuff, but we want to go into some kind of crazy, obscure things and just talk about pretty much anything out there that's crazy, including maybe even stuff that's like happened to you or someone you know. But yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah, so we're looking to expand into, you know, listener stories and even, you know, some like live shows or even uh, some like goofy stuff on youtube or whatever it may be so anything that you possibly want to share or see please let us know follow us on twitter hit that like button uh leave a review put it in the comments anyway uh you can get a hold of us is totally fine um we might eventually open up a voicemail line you can leave your story there or even call into the show so uh feel free to reach out to us we'll be totally receptive to that type of stuff um and we'll get you know, to it as soon as possible. Like I said, we're just establishing ourselves, but I also want to get into like relevant stuff. So if a new story releases that you're interested in, uh, let me know. We will be putting these shows out once a week. So wouldn't be too hard to do something that is happening currently either. What he said. All right, guys. So this week, um, I'm going to be talking about the Mary Reeser story, which is one of the more documented cases of potential human combustion. Again, it's a very classic story, so you probably heard it, um, but hopefully we can put an interesting spin on it for you. I have not heard it. Oh, well, there you go. Just FYI. Um, I will be talking about a super famous um, spooky haunted house called the Whaley House. And if you haven't heard of it, great. And if you have, hopefully I can give you some new information or hopefully I'm not wrong. Okay, so on July 2nd, 1951, which actually was pretty close to the Diet Love Pass incident that we did earlier... Um, Mary Reeser's landlady, Pansy Carpenter, which is such a good name, <laughs> Pansy as Carpenter. Okay, I, hold on, wait, this was the 50s, right? Yeah. Even in the 50s, Pansy meant Pansy. Yeah, that like, was like... Pansy has been, that's not like back when people called their child gay, because it meant happy. Well, and here's the thing, potentially, she was born like in the 10s or the 20s, where Pansy still meant Pansy. Right, like there's saying, like, no defense. You have been, like when they were like, what should we name our daughter? This word that also means... You're a total wuss. Yeah, so good. Anyway, Pansy Carpenter. Pansy. In other words, the uh, the carpenter you don't want to hire um, was her landlady. Sorry, I got derailed by her funny name. Um, and she dropped by to deliver a telegram, which we also talked about. Not the beep, beep, beep. No, place. it actually is. So I found that out. Um, it's Morse code that someone on the other end would translate into letters for you and then write it down and then hand deliver the telegram. So what happened was like Pansy here got handed this by like a telegraph operator who they knew Morse code, but would just translate it to regular ass English for you. This just sounds like somebody took the telegraph and was like, I want to make money. That is. Yeah. It's and make it more it. difficult. No, but that's the cool part. So here's the deal. 
I knew that at one point in my life, I'm certain. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. Like, it's not just in my history book. Like, oh, I don't really need to know this. Like, I don't know. It's just cool. Anyway. Fun uh, facts so, with so, RJ. So many people think we're dumb now because they're like, yeah, yeah. We all we all we heard that, you like, while you were arguing about. <laughs> I know. Well, and they're going to write in the comments before they see this one, like, you guys are idiots. Idiots, this is exactly. What I, I know, is. I know. Anyway, so this is 67-year-old Mary Reeser, who was about 170 pounds. That is important for later knowledge, and I didn't want to forget it. Um, that is just rude. Yeah. So anyway, the um, landlady went up to the apartment to deliver the telegram, reached for the doorknob. The doorknob was too hot to the touch for her to actually spin it. Um, and so then she called the fire department. They broke it down, found um, Mary's remains sitting on her uh, favorite chair, I guess. But anyway, all that was left of her was a sandaled foot attached to her leg with not many char marks on it. So that's interesting. Ew. A shrunken skull. Again, interesting, <gasps> which we'll talk about. Why? Part of her spine uh, remained. Um, and then the rug had a small scorch on it, like relative to the to the supposed fire that happened here. Plastic near the flame softened. Um, the chair and the end table were all uh, upright and relatively untouched, considering what had happened. There was soot on the ceilings and walls, um, and a stack of newspaper right by her body was unburnt, like almost totally untouched, right? Um, so anyway, a couple things to this. One, it takes about three to four hours at 3,000 degrees to cremate a body, right? Okay. It's a very significant process. Like, that's why you have to pay a lot of money for it. Um, and two, it's just weird that this whole, like, the it's an apartment building. It's not a standalone house, right? So nobody smelt nasty barbecue. Like, and there wasn't, like, a fire alarm that went off or anything? No. Were there fire alarms in the 50s? I'm certain there were, and... Mm, we're about to look stupid here, again. Here's what I'll say. Nobody smelt nasty barbecue. There's your old fire alarm from back in the day, right? <laughs> like, it smells like burned up nasty up in like, her hmm, i don't smell any any chicken roasting exactly so. well i don't know about no chicken everybody says everything tastes like chicken tastes like chicken but human corpses burning apparently just smells terrible there's a chance human tastes like chicken would you know uh actually i heard it tastes like pork huh. and that's not a joke i'm not making a joke that's, Gross. that's a thing that cannibals widely say they cook and take and they cook and eat human meat a lot like pork anyway um i never want to eat pork again thank you <laughs> Anyway, so uh, the fire department came to the conclusion that, uh, so, uh, sorry, let me let me backtrack just a second. Uh, Miss Reeser was seen the day before her death by her son. Um, he reported that she had taken sleeping pills. She had mentioned, like, her leg was hurting. She was having trouble sleeping. Um, so she had taken sleeping pills um, the night before. Otherwise, seemed totally fine, right? So the fire department came to the conclusion that... Um, she had fallen asleep with the cigarette in her hand and potentially died before lighting on fire. And then once her clothes lit, it sucked the fat from her body. Again, 175, 170 pounds. Sucked the fat from her body as though a candle wick, right, would suck the wax, um, the oil from the wax. So That's a really pretty picture they're painting yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, so like wicking it. So Ugh. the thing about that is it would have to be... Pretty perfect circumstances, which again, this is one case from the 50s, so right. it's not unlikely that that's the case, but she would have had to die um, before catching fire, obviously, or she'd wake up and leave, right? Of course. Because that's the big thing. Um, also, the 3,000 degrees would almost assuredly not be able to happen, so then it would have to happen over a longer period of time with a strong flame. Um, right. This is where that theory kind of falls apart, according to a lot of experts, so... 
Dr. Wilton M. Krogman, who's a professor of physical anthropology at the University of Pennsylvania, um, and an experienced fire researcher, uh, said, I cannot conceive of such a complete cremation without more burning of the apartment, right? Which is very telling of kind of what you would expect, right? Like a fire that's this intense. Well, especially, like, there were newspapers next to her. Right. If the flame even got close to that, it would light up in about four seconds. Like, that would not be... Right. And and the whole thought is, like, you know, the whole fire burns up thing. I, I mean, I, I get it, but it's just in every other circumstance of internal fire, like, it spreads, um well also she was sitting in a chair like i'm assuming it was a cloth chair it was yeah and, and it and was I'm burned assuming she, where her body yeah was. but i'm yeah but i'm assuming she lived had carpet it was like, on a rug yeah okay well, right thing is, so all like, of those look, things would be burnt right. to hell and they would have caught fire they wouldn't have like right and if you look at the pictures too it's like this is an old lady's apartment you know there's like clutter there's i mean clearly right she has a stack of newspapers right by her favorite chair she has crap all over the place it's like really hard to fathom such a powerful fire doing this right because like that's the thing is it has to be a powerful fire again there's also the notion that the neighbors didn't notice um which kind of goes against the whole an eight hour body burn thing right well they definitely would have smelt it right if a fire was burning for eight hours yeah you would smell that right so then the thought is okay a very short intense fire which is just physically impossible. So it's one of those things that's just interesting, captivated the minds then, still captivates the mind now. Um, and it's one of those things that, uh, other than spontaneous human combustion, it's very hard to come to a conclusion. So spontaneous human combustion is interesting, something that used to be reported like a lot way back in the medieval times, but haven't had any uh, really like, what's it called? Um, reported instances since the 1600s other than mary reeser right wow um yeah so super interesting there um i think from a speculation standpoint you know you have everything from people think it was aliens there was like a testimony of this bright light going into her window but you know that's pretty unsubstantiated right um you have some other stuff i mean at the end of the day i think the really thing so i mean i saw a uh, story about this when i was like eight or nine um, and just started watching like history channel and stuff for like anything weird I could find. And I do remember thinking like, wow, that's kind of a weird story. But like, if you really put yourself in the, in the place of her son, right. Saw her the night before. And then the next day she's just a pile of ashes and no one can give you an answer like that. And it wasn't in like a recorded fire. It wasn't like right. the had the building was on fire and your mom was caught in it. Right. It was like your mom was a fire. Right. But in and of itself with no answers, that's it's it's a tough pill to swallow. And I think that's something that if you kind of give yourself that empathy of like putting yourself in his shoes, then you would want to drive for answers. It's just I don't know if he'll ever find them. So that's um, like how you create villains yeah yeah that's exactly like where that's they where something story. bad happens to their to someone they love and then no one can explain it yeah that's what it really was is uh she was in a romantic squabble with ghost rider and uh damn it ghost rider i know he just uh he got back at her so yeah um really interesting story um would like to hear y'all series again this is a really popular story so if you have some more information or some you know theories you'd like to put out there that would be great um to share and yeah that's pretty much all i've got on that one yeah that's really interesting i just like it obviously it's one of those things that's just unexplained (laughs) and gonna be probably forever yeah but it's cool to speculate about it because it's like how could those things have happened other than her just catching fire her body just 
becoming basically its own fire. Well, and that's the that's the hard part, right? Like, so a lot of people, when they talk about Mary Reese, they like to speculate on the alien side of things or whatever. But I think at the end of the day... Like, hold on. The idea that aliens, like, came into your apartment and, like, saw you asleep and yeah. were like, what should we do with this lady? Should we take her and probe her? Right. And make crop circles anywhere near around here? No. Instead... We should just light her on fire and then leave. That's actually funny you say that because that's actually one of the things that um, other people definitely took it the other way and thought of it as like a God's wrath type of thing as well, or even Satan's wrath type of thing. Um, But yeah, anyway, so some of the speculation that does exist there, again, the shrunken head. So in fire, skulls expand. Um, So that's a little weird. And also shrunken head kind of has that negative connotation. Um, And so that is one of the things that they they did, you know, rather than the alien angle, it's, hey, guys, like, this is biblical. Like Like, a demon thing? Yeah, like this lady sold her soul or did this or did that. And it's one of those things that, again, really wouldn't have much. Very supernaturally. I mean, yeah, yeah, like the literal show. Like the actual show, not supernatural things. Yep. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, uh, like I said, we, we're not going to droll on about it just because it is something that's so well discussed, but wanted to present it to you guys, see what you guys think about it. Very cool story. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about the Whaley House. Um, it has been called the most haunted house in the U.S. It was actually originally when it was first made, it was, it was said that... Uh, it was already, they already believed it would be haunted. So, like, really, this place didn't stand a chance. It was Wait, destined. Can you that? They... Like, there was, I forgot what his name is, and now I'm going to be the dumb person who doesn't know what his name is. But when um, Thomas Whaley bought the land and created the house, they said, This house will be haunted. Hmm. Um, whoever it was, I don't know, because I am bad at researching. Um,. So the land was originally where the town would hang criminals before it was a house. And so there was many, many criminals hung. Is it hung or hanged? hanged? When you talk about... Okay, that's really... I believe is hanged. Confusing, and I hate the English language. Anyways, hanged there throughout that time. But there was one that was, like, really famous, and his name was Yankee Jim. He apparently stole a boat from someone, which... It, Apparently is a reason to hang people. Yeah. I mean, when, cool. when was this? Uh, 1800s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang, hang anybody for any <laughs> Steal reason. Steal my boat, die. Especially if you have the dumbass name Yankee Jim. Like, that is not... It's not good. A fear-inducing name at all. It's not a good time. I don't know if we liked Yankees in California in the 1800s, did we? Was Yankee, like, a bad connotation there? You know what I mean? I'm like if you how you sure. if you lived in the South and you called someone a Yankee, that was well, an insult, it, right? I just don't know how it goes along with him being a boat thief. Like, I have no idea why he's Yankee Jim. But you know what? Let's let's just pause the whole episode. Let's figure <laughs> out. There's there's a story behind Yankee Jim. We need to unravel. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume <laughs> he's a Yankee named Jim. Well, by God, that's it. Just a just a hunch I had. So he was one of the most famous men hung there. The rope that they used. Oh, sorry. Dang it. Hanged there. The rope that they used to hang him was too long, so it didn't snap his neck. So he, like, hung there for a long time and suffocated. And the way the people who came to watch, because apparently back then it was a spectator sport, what? said... Are you, are you saying that it wouldn't be today? I'm not. I'm saying, like, the government chooses to not let it be which I think is a good thing because back then it was like 
let's expose our young children to death. I, I mean, repeatedly. As someone trying to deal with how not how to raise a child without spanking, right? Um, but back then you could spank. Back then you cool. could beat your kids to have to like almost death for lessons, and it was okay. So they didn't even need it. Such a simple. Now time. it would be a great idea. It would be like, hey, remember all those bad things you did? Let's go watch Yankee Jim get hung. Well, maybe in the middle of town. What, maybe that's what we need to do at the end of this episode. I mean, uh, that's the fruition of all of our hard works is we're going to bring back public hangings. We'll go down as his, in history as amazing people. Much like Yankee Jim. Must, much like Yankee Jim. So anyways, the people who were there described it as like a pendulum swinging as they basically watched him for like 20 minutes. Oh Just suffocate. I, you know, I've heard these stories about like the suffocating type of hanging. I've always wondered, like, why not just cut them down and try again? Right. Like, the whole <laughs> point of hanging is to end it quickly. Yeah. If you wanted him to suffer, you would have killed him a different way. So why? Also, that's like 20 minutes. I mean, okay, if we're going to view it as completely cold-hearted as these people obviously did, that's like 20 minutes of your day. That was supposed to be a 10-second yeah. long process. It's like whenever you get out at the Grand Canyon, and you're like, well, how long do I have to look? Also, don't you, you know? feel like even for the people who are affected eventually, you wouldn't be? Does that sound terrible? No, I mean, you have to It'd be get bored. Like, it, wouldn't right? you get bored eventually? Like, yeah. wow, this is the least fun hanging I've ever like, watched. What are we going to do on Saturday? <laughs> well, we're going to wake up late. Oh, no, got to get up early. Why? Got another hanging to go to. Ah, oh, Dad, come on. Please. I just said a quote I never thought I would ever say in my whole life. Please. Can't we just read a dang book? Anything but watching Yankee Jim swing back and forth. No, no, no. Actually, that's the real That's the real reason why noises. they didn't cut it down. Is because that's the one where it's like, oh, finally, got my dollar's worth. Like, here we go. You know? Like, I mean, it's like... like I, I left my job It's for like this NASCAR. You go afternoon. for the crashes, you know? Ugh. Anyways. So, the best part for this for me is Whaley was one of the people watching this hanging and was like... I, I want to buy there. it. I want to build a house here. Yeah. This is a good, solid place. This is where the Lord's work occurs. To build a house and have my family live. Yeah. Yankee Jim won't bother me. No. Yankee Jim wants nothing to do with this. He didn't feel tortured or, you know, short-handed. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like they got the short end of the stick? That's it. Thank you. Or anything. Because, I mean, if you're going to get hung no matter what, Yankee Jim got the worst version. Hanged. Hanged. Dang it. Let me try that again. I mean, if you're going to get hanged either way, Yankee Jim got the literal short, well, I guess the long end of the stick, if you want to be literal about it. Thomas Whaley started to build the Whaley House in 1857. He built the two-story house out of brick from his own brickyard, and it was the first home in San Diego to be made completely out of brick. Oh, cool. Fun facts. He moved um, himself, his wife Anna, and their six children Francis, Thomas Jr., Anna, Amelia, George, Violet, and Corinne. I don't know if Francis is actually the oldest, but I feel kind of bad for him that, like, Francis was first, and then they were like, we like you better. You're Thomas Jr. So that's something, like, old olden time people did all the time. I don't I don't get it. I like, like, was it, like, the way you know that you're the favorite is your name is the same name as your parent? Or it's like, you know, like, I, I want this... This first kid, he can go out and blaze his own path, like be his own man, right? But the second kid, he better stay on the damn farm and help me out. You're stuck doing whatever the hell I want. Yeah, it doesn't matter what... Yankee Jim be damned. Like, you can't go be a dentist. I need someone to help me out. Or maybe it was just they ran out of names. Or maybe it was just 
better to name them that than Pansy Carpenter. Anything is better than Pansy Carpenter. But to be fair, in the 1800s, did they use the word pansy? It would have been way more acceptable. Indefinitely. Okay. So he moved himself, his wife, and his six kids to this house on this great place. The house was ginormous. It was huge. Um, And it was really bougie. Like, super, super bougie. They just had all kinds of everything was the most expensive version of everything. They had a lot of money, obviously. Um, And actually, in the house, they... There were a lot of, like, shops inside of the house. He had his own um, general store that was built there. There was also a granary built there. They built a county courthouse, a theater. Like, they literally took two bedrooms and took down a wall and made a little tiny theater in the house. A ballroom, a billiards hall, a school, and a polling place. It was haunted even when they lived in it. They said that they they reported hearing heavy footsteps steps that sounded like boots and they all decided it was yankee jim's ghost after they moved into the house thomas jr aka the favorite died at 18 months of scarlet fever um apparently after that there was a big fire and they moved out of the house and by what i read it seemed like they kind of believed they were done with the house but then whaley decided to fix it up and move back in so in 1882, Violet and Anna Amelia, their two da- two of their daughters, were both married in the house on the same day. Um, which is, you know, a great way to save money. If, you know, frugal, frugal. Violet married a man named George. And on her honeymoon, she woke up one morning and he was gone. Uh, she found out that he was a con man. And he thought he would be getting a good amount of money when he married into their family. But they didn't. So he peaced. That's he, that was actually my secret plot as well. Um, you <laughs> made a terrible choice. Well, and the problem is, I'm just I'm a non-committal human being, so I was just like, well, you know, I'm kind of in this. Like maybe next year, maybe next year, maybe next. I just want to know what you based your facts on. What mo- what money did you think was coming in? I mean, you know, uh, this is where it all falls apart. You know, I've reaped what I've sowed. Now you're stuck with me. So the world was a shitty place back then, right? So because Violet's husband, who was a terrible human being, left her, she basically became a pariah and was now considered someone no one would want to marry, was not not allowed to be part of, like, polite society. Basically, she was now just shit because her husband oh, okay, yeah. sucked. What? Nothing. I was, I was forgetting who this was we were talking about. Oh, right. So, um, she basically was just expected to live alone in her parents' house for the rest of her life. So, in 1885, Violet decided to, um, end it and killed herself by shooting herself with her father's shotgun in the chest, which I feel like would be a hard... Some serious commitment, yeah. ...thing to do. And she was only 22. Damn. So, like, at 22, she was considered... What's that called? Where they call, like, women wait too long to get married? Back in the olden days, they were called, like, an old something. Old maid? Yes, she was an old maid at 22. Yeah. So, at this time, when all of this whole scandal went down with Violet, with um, her husband leaving her, Corinne, the youngest daughter, was actually engaged, but um, her fiancé left her because of the huge scandal that was going on. So, she basically ended up in the exact same situation as her sister, 
And she wasn't even married. Just the fact that her fiancé left her meant she was now no longer a hot piece of ass that anybody wanted, basically. So she didn't kill herself. She ended up living in her parents' house alone until she died at 89. It's a super sad story. Like, I don't, like, like what's more sad, the girl who killed herself at 22 or the girl who... Made it all the way to 89. 89 alone, literally because her fiancé left her when she was, like, 20. That's, I think that's worse, yeah. Yeah. I, you ever wonder if she, like, just stared at, like, shotguns, like, you know what, I mean, I could do that, too, you know? Right, like, I wonder what convinced her to not do the exact same thing. I not mean, that I'm saying suicide is like the answer, the answer. But if you feel like if in, you're stuck in a world where it's this or you, you know, it's this or you die alone and live a long life by yourself. Well, maybe or on the flip side, maybe she was like the ultimate bachelorette. Like it was like, you know, what? lived it up. Yeah. Like he did me a favor living it up 1800 style. All I know is, can you imagine being Thomas and Anna and being like, I have two daughters that will be living in my house for the rest of my life. Right. They yeah. are never leaving. Like, God. They, God. my parents would be so mad. The idea of Sterling never leaving. Oh my, house. I would cry. He's oh. only two and I'm like, when is he, when? I mean, I, I literally have a calendar counting down the days. <laughs> so after all of these events that happened, Thomas moved his whole family to a different house and the Whaley house went vacant. Vacant. Sorry, I said that funny. And then Thomas Whaley died in 1890, so that was only five years after his daughter, Violet, killed herself. In 1909, Francis, his oldest son, decided to restore the old Whaley house and turn it into a tourist attraction because it kind of just went into disrepair because it was, you know, left alone for five years. I thought the daughter was living there. Ten years. No, sorry. She lived with her parents in her parents' house, not the Whaley house, just with her parents. Ah. She went wherever her parents went. Gotcha. So, yeah, Francis decided to restore the Whaley House and turned it into a tourist attraction where he would talk about, it sounds kind of funny, he would talk about, like, the historical events and he would entertain them with his guitar. I just want to, like, in my mind, Francis sucks at guitar. Like, he's shit. And he's just like, come listen to my beautiful guitar playing. And everyone's like, Francis. He just 100% plays Wonderwall, like, every (laughs) single time. Anyways, in my brain, Francis is a terrible guitar player. But after he fixes it up, they actually, in 1912... Francis, um, Anna, who is Thomas's widow, George, and Corinne, who's still alive at this time because she's living with her parents, all moved back into the house. Anna died a year later, so in 1913. So wait, he fixed it up to be a tourist attraction, and then they're all like, wow, this is really nice. We're going to move back yeah, in. Basically. Well, the house is like huge, <laughs> so maybe like part of it is a tourist attraction, and the other part... He's like, hey, I have this great business idea. But like, they're like, okay, nice but you digs. have to... Here we go. Like, you have to stop playing the guitar. Like, that's the only that's way we'll move the, back yeah. in. Also, he's like, I don't want you to move back in, hence Wonderwall 24-7. Like, please. Also, Francis um, got married, so I'm assuming his family went too, but I don't think George ever did, and obviously Corinne never did. So that was 1912. Anna died a year later in 1913, and then Francis died the year after that in 1914. All in the house? Yes. And then George died. I mean, I'm pretty sure they I don't know if they were like physically in the house they when they died the but they were all living yeah, there gotcha. and then george died in like i think it was 1928 and then corinne died in 1953 okay so other than corinne a lot of them died young i'm guessing anna the other daughter lived a great life with her family i don't know we don't know much about her 
There were also many other stories of, like, not anything specific, but about um, servants in the house who died and also people who worked in the different shops where weird stuff would happen and they would die. So they died, like, they died in the house. So, obviously, this place is, like I said, super, super freaking haunted. Or at least from those of us that believe in hauntings, it's haunted. For those of us that don't, a lot of hobos up in the attic making weird noises. And weird old pipes and rats and... EMF, like bad wiring and... I put myself somewhere in between. Anyways. So, um, the Whaley House actually is a museum now. So there's lots and lots of people that go through it. So there's many reports of different stuff just because there's so many people that go in and out it in and out of it so often. Um... So some people have claimed to see Thomas. They see a man dressed in that kind of like period clothing. And he's either in the parlor or he is standing at the top of the stairs kind of looking down at everyone when they first walk in. People have also reported seeing Anna Whaley, the mom, in the garden or in the downstairs rooms. Actually, fun fact. Regis Philbin, as in like, who wants to be a millionaire? Apparently visited the Whaley house and has a uh, reported seeing Anna Whaley floating at him. And when he turned the lights on, she was gone. And right behind where he saw her floating was a portrait of her. Do you ever? I mean, so the way that this plays out in my mind. <laughs> I'm is so, I mean, hold on. I'm excited. To he's standing in front of the portrait, right? Sees this ghost coming out. Is that your final answer? Is that your final answer? And then gets hit by this ghostly wave, right? There's no other thing like that Regis, Regis could possibly poss- say. Is Regis even capable of saying of finishing a sentence other than that? that no. Like in my mind, Regis William just walks around asking everyone that question. It, that like is the only thing. Anyways, we're all just gonna go ahead and agree that Regis Philbin <clears throat> asked the ghost if it was her final answer. And unfortunately, he never got to know. If it was, which I'm sure haunts him every day, because that's all Regis wants to know, right? Oh yeah, it's literally that's like, his. That's he, his. He's like the existential troll under questions. the bridge. Like answer my riddles three. Is that your final answer? He literally to my walks through three? life with like this crisis about is if things are everyone's final answer, and poor Regis will never know Anna's final answer. Anyways. There's also another ghost. Oh, I like this one. I mean, it's sad. Sorry, that sounds terrible, but I do like it. There's another ghost people see of a young girl running around the property. And there was only one young girl who ever died on the property, and it wasn't anyone in the family. It was actually a friend of the Whaley children. Anna apparently would make cookies for, like, the neighborhood children. And so one day she made cookies called out to the children saying like i have cookies who wants some (laughs) i shouldn't laugh at this this poor little girl starts running and i'm gonna go ahead and think in my brain she must be like full speed as fast as she can at these freaking cookies like i am gonna just devour some cookies and there was a clothesline that was neck height and she broke her neck oh my you can't laugh at that (laughs) That is horrible. It's just how do you as her parents ever tell anyone what happened? Normally, I'm the person that's like... I know, I'm sorry, the but limits, like... But dang. That is the most like... First off... That is the fattest kid way to die, though. Of all time. Also, I think the reason I'm laughing is because like... I, I just relate with that little girl on such a real level. 
I have felt that way about cookies. I think so many times in my if life. If Sterling now, of course, as an old man, and I want to be long dead by the time he dies. But if Sterling dies in any other way than that, I'll be disappointed. I, w- I would be shocked. I'll be so disappointed. Sterling loves cookies. I also love cookies, so I feel this girl. Man, that what a, what a horrible like. Can you imagine trying you talk about to like, explain to people the highs and lows of life? Also, you know? this is not like an old. This is a child. Like she died young and for cookies. She, she had a strong neck. I mean, she must have really been going at it. That's what you I'm know? saying. You had to be going really fast to hit a clothesline. What were clotheslines even made out of back then? Do you know? Goddamn steel wire. It sounds like it must have been because in order to break a neck, that had to be some serious wire, and she had to have some serious speed behind her. Also, in my like. According to me, that girl is Usain Bolt because... Well, either the fastest or like her legs or the size of like an NFL lineman's and she just had the torque. The power. The torque and power for days. And maybe... power. Maybe she was just like... She actually didn't like twang herself off the rope. She like took it as a challenge and just like just continued onward. Just pushing, yeah. Like I will do anything in my quest for some damn cookies. I I will literally... Give me cookies or give me death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's the only two options. She has like a little flag. Oh okay. God! If she is a ghost, she's definitely visiting us that tonight. Poor so. little girl. I know we're such bad people. It's just like it's like the lady who died from getting hit in the head by a monster truck tire. I mean, how do you not? How do well, you not? You laugh know what about I hear that? between those two? Both of them died doing what they love. Hey. Oh, but the girl never even got a cookie. No, but she thought she was gonna get a cookie, and that's really what yeah, matters. Yeah, maybe eh? that last, like. That's still elation. Joy she felt. Yeah. The pure the thrill right, of the hunt. Right before the excruciating pain. Yeah. So and more things have been reported. Most of these things have actually been report, reported by kids just because um Because they're full of shit. Sure. But also the whole idea of a lot of people who believe in ghosts believe that children there's the whole belief that they're like closer to the like the veils that are veil of death, sure. Um, but another thing too is just the fact that like we as adults have learned how to rationale away things like that, how to say like, "Oh, I didn't really see something." When kids don't get that they shouldn't have seen it, so they don't do that. They just see it for what it is and then accept it. Like to them, that's just another person standing in the room. When to us, it's like obviously that's not a real person. So, anyways, yeah, most of this has been reported to the people who work there by children, or they'll ask like, "Where did that little girl go?" And they're like, what little girl? And they're like, little girl that was running past here. And it's like, there was no little girl. But there was cookies. But there was. I hope she gets cookies in heaven. I hope that's... <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. Okay. So there are also um, cries and wailing heard from the upstairs in the area they believe that Violet and Corinne both lived. Which is really sad. They just sat around crying about the fact that they were going to be alone forever and living in their parents room well i guess not violet she decided to she she took that shit into her own hands yeah she decided that wasn't worth it and then there's also people can also hear a baby crying as well as like cooing and making little cute baby noises that is the most terrifying thing super terrifying i'd rather see like a grown man staring at me from a staircase yeah i'd rather i'd rather have freaking the wife like pass through my body on on route to her portrait i would rather have straight up satan standing in front of me (laughs) like sending me to hell than hear ever hear a baby crying or laughing that is when they should not be when no one is there the other thing about 
stuff that shows up as babies, though, is that whole demonic side of things, right? Oh, and kids, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole idea that they like to pretend that they're innocent. Innocent, and... little, young, whatever. Ugh, I don't like it. So, there's that. And then, there is also, um, a few kids have reported seeing a dog run, um, run from the hall to the dining room that looks like a fox terrier. I don't know what a fox terrier looks like. It sounds like something a, a four-year-old would walk up. Yeah. Did you guys see the fox terrier that ran Right. Into the... I'm assuming the parent or someone else said yeah, that. But yeah, either way, a dog. described it. And the Whaley's owned a terrier named Dolly. Of course they did. While they lived on the property. You're sounding real skeptical right now. I'm, I'm not skeptical. So my only problem with this is whenever you sensationalize something, like, you know what I mean? Like, it taints everything for me. Yeah, I can see that. Like, the Whaley house is hard just because it's like... Because it's become kind of a caricature of itself. Well, when you it's... go when you go into a place expecting to see something, you'll. But that's hard because I feel like you walk into any place like that, even if it wasn't a museum, even if it wasn't done that way, you would still like. If I walk into a creepy, abandoned place. Yeah, but if you... I would be prepared to see something. But terrifying. if you didn't feel validated in what you saw, like that's the thing is that it's instant validation, right? Like if Sterling with his normal psycho babble bullshit just walked up. By the thing, way, Daddy. in case anyone wanted to know, Sterling is our son. Our RJ's talked about him like yeah. three times anyway, in his name. That's so our kid. If he if he walked up to me, oh daddy, I saw this and like immediately the first thing in my mind was, well, how does this relate to a ghost story? You know, like so that to me is the only problem with with this. Like, I mean, I like the st- I love the story. I think the Whaley House is cool, but anything past Regis Philbin, I just have you know it's skeptical. I mean, Regis Philbin is is the most um, reliable source. If I needed a character witness and my life depended on it, I would somehow find Regis Philbin because Regis Philbin always knows what his final answer is. I mean, no one ever asks him. And maybe maybe that's all he needs in life, you know, someone just to ask to be him. asked. Anyway. No, I agree. I I always have, you know how I am. Like, we watch a lot of ghost shows and fun and stories and stuff like that. And I've always been, like, I believe that it's out there. I believe that, that it's a possibility. But then again, it's like, how, how can you walk into a super old building and which probably has bad wiring, which has probably has lots of animals, not only living in the walls, but living in it, possibly people, um, and not have those things happen. But like, how, how can you possibly tell the difference? How can you possibly tell, oh, what is bad wiring and what is an actual ghost or demon coming at my face? Right. And that's the problem I find with a lot of that stuff is when you go into that type of environment, like you're just self-validating, like the, the, the things that always hold credence to me is. 4 p.m. broad daylight and you're not paying any attention and something really bad happens you know like that's the that's the stuff that gives me the chills but yeah i mean it's still like it's it's the same way i feel about most of these stories right there has to be something to it like you don't you don't gain the sensational relation reputation out of nowhere generally speaking but it's just hard it's hard to take take anything other than with a massive grain of salt but other than regis other than regis regis that's set in stone might as well be that's Bible. Yeah. So um, this has been another episode of Skeptical Skeptics. We would appreciate you liking, re- reviewing, following, uh, doing anything you can to get in touch with us. Uh, you know, put our name out there. Like like we say, we're just a couple listeners trying to put out just a little bit more content. Um, and again, end goal would be getting to some of the more obscure stories, um, just being able to share it from another perspective. So um, 
you know, get it, get out there. If you have any feedback for us, we're going to be very open, receptive to that. So please feel free to reach out. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We'll have a Facebook. We have a website. Um, and of course you can reach it out to us in iTunes reviews and comments. So please drop a review, drop a like, help us out. Really appreciate it. So thank you. La, 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 la.